I took the sack of cornmeal and took it to where the canoe was hid and shoved the vines and branches apart and put it in. And I'd done the same with the side of bacon and the whiskey jug. I took all the coffee and sugar there was and all the ammunition. I took the wadding. I took the bucket and gourd. I took the dipper and a tin cup and my old saw and two blankets and the skillet and the coffee pot. I took fish lines and matches and other things, everything that was worth the cent. I cleaned out the place. I wanted an axe, but there wasn't any. The only one out the wood pile, and I'd known why I was going to leave that. I fetched out the gun, and now I was done. I'd wore the ground a good deal, crawling out of the hole and dragging out so many things, so I fixed that as good as I could from the outside by scattering dust on the place, which covered up the smoothness of the sawdust. Then I fixed a piece of log back into its place and put two rocks under it and one against it to hold it there, where it was bent up at the place that didn't quite touch the ground. If you stood four or five foot away and you didn't know it was sawed, you would never notice it. Besides, this was the back of the cabin, and it weren't likely anybody would go fooling around there. It was all grass clear of the canoe, so I hadn't left a track. I followed around to see. I stood on the bank and looked out over the river, all safe, so I took the gun and went up a piece into the woods and was hunting around for some birds when I see a wild pig. Hogs soon went wild in them bottoms after they had got away from the prairie farms. I shot this fellow and took him into camp. I took the axe and smashed in the door. I beat it and hacked it considerable of doing it. I fetched the pig in and took him back nearly to the table and hacked into his throat with the axe and laid him down on the ground to bleed. I say ground because it was ground, hard packed and no boards. Well, next I took an old sack and put a lot of big rocks in it. All I could drag started it from the pig and dragged it to the door and through the woods down to the river and dumped it in and down it sunk out of sight. You could see that something had been dragged over the ground. I did wish Tom Sawyer was there. I knowed he would take interest in this kind of business and throw in the fancy touches. Nobody could spread himself like Tom Sawyer in such a thing as that. Well, last I pulled out some of my hair and bloodied the axe good and stuck it on the back side and slung the axe in the corner. Then I took up the pig and held him to my breast with my jacket so he couldn't drip till I got a good piece below the house and then dumped him into the river. Now I thought of something else, so I went and got the bag of meal and my old saw out of the canoe and fetched them to the house. I took the bag to where it used to stand and ripped a hole in the bottom of it with the saw, for there weren't no knives and forks on the place. Pap done everything with his clasp knife about the cooking. Then I carried the sack about a hundred yards across the grass and through the willows east of the house to a shallow lake that was five mile wide and full of rushes, and ducks too, you might say, in the season. There was a slough or a creek leading out of it on the other side that went miles away. I don't know where, but it didn't go to the river. The meal sifted out and made a little track all the way to the lake. I dropped Pap's whetstone there too, so as to look like it had been done by accident. Then I tied up the rip in the meal sack with the string so it wouldn't leak no more and took it in my saw to the canoe again. It was about dark now, so I dropped the canoe down the river under some willows and hung over the bank and waited for the moon to rise. I made fast to a willow when I took a bite to eat and by and by laid down the canoe to smoke a pipe and lay out a plan. I says to myself, they'll follow the track of that sack full of rocks to the shore and then drag the river for me. They'll follow that meal track to the lake and go browsing down the creek that leads out of it to find the robbers that killed me and took the things. They won't ever hunt the river for anything but my dead carcass. They'll soon get tired of that and won't bother no more about me. All right, I could stop anywhere I want to. Jackson's Island's good enough for me. I know that island pretty well. Nobody ever comes there. 
Then I can paddle over to town nights and slink around, pick up things I want. Jackson Island's a place. I was pretty tired. First thing I'd known, I was asleep. When I woke up, I didn't know where I was for a minute. I sat up and looked around, a little scared. Then I remembered. The river looked miles and miles across. The moon was so bright I could have counted the drift logs that went a-slipping along, black and still, hundreds of yards out from shore. Everything was dead quiet, and it looked late, and it smelt late. You know what I mean. I don't know the words to put it in. I took a good gap at a stretch and was just going to unhitch and start when I heard a sound away over the water. I listened. Pretty soon I made it out. It was that dull kind of a regular sound that comes from oars working in rowlocks when it's a still night. I peeped out through the willow branches, and there it was, a skiff, away across the water. I couldn't tell how many was in it. It kept it coming. And when it was abreast of me, I could see there weren't but one man in it. Thanks, I maybe it's...